all of these uh, appellate procedures. <clears throat> this went is to the second posted two days ago. Trump losing his mind as legal cases pile up. It went to up. news to discuss, including the joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. This is going to be an epic episode because there's a lot of news to discuss, including the fact that Michael Cohen is headed for a trial in a case that he brought against the Trump organization, just subpoenaed Don Jr. We're going to be talking about that. Also, the Fulton County Grand Jury in Georgia that will be voting on the criminal indictment of Donald Trump. They were officially selected and impaneled today. Yeah. They will now begin their work. Donald Trump is asking federal judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida for delay, delay, delay. Actually, he's asking for an indefinite delay of the criminal case brought by special counsel Jack Smith until after the 2024 election. I don't think that comes as a surprise that Donald Trump would seek to delay things. That's just what he does. MAGA Republicans are also attacking the Trump-appointed prosecutor, David Weiss, who has been investigating Hunter Biden. They now turned on David Weiss because the Trump-appointed prosecutor, David Weiss, was like, can you stop lying about me? Like, you just don't know what it is that you're talking about. And just speaking about Hunter Biden, did you see that Hunter Biden's legal team is now showing that these messages that the MAGA Republicans trot out there are clear fabrications? Like, if you look at it, a message purporting to be from an earlier date is actually taken at a later date. This is supposed to be a WhatsApp message, and there are just features there that just so clearly aren't from WhatsApp. It's like so easy bunk stuff is just completely fabricated. Yet, MAGA Republican chair of major committees are posting this stuff. Also, the same people who are posting this stuff are bringing us fake whistleblowers, including Russian oligarchs and an individual who is just criminally indicted for being a Jared Moskowitz. Thank you, Jared Moskowitz. He's opening investigation you know, to these motherfuckers. The MAGA Republicans project it's national security risk. Oh, Think shit. back 20 oh, years. No. Represent everybody go thank uh, Representative Jared Moskowitz of Florida for um, calling for a probe into the Republicans siding and propagating Russian and Chinese um, propaganda and also they're putting forward these fake witnesses some of them don't even exist and other one is a Chinese spy another one's an indicted Iranian arms dealer and uh, there's another one, too. It's a Russian oligarch. Those are their witnesses. So thank you, Jared Moskowitz, for doing your job and uh, calling them out for their, their fucking traitors. Biden administration is for. Oh, by the way, this Should whistleblower have been put in jail was two and a half years ago. Arms dealer, just to um. insult the injured. And, 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 and a Libyan arms dealer as well. Oh, and by the way, breaking news right before. We went live. The Department of Justice just filed paperwork 
in the Southern District of New York stating that they will not be asserting that they should be a party in the uh, E. Jean Carroll defamation case brought against uh, Donald Trump. You'll recall there are two E. Jean Carroll cases, the first defamation and assault case that she prevailed in. She won $5 million, um, was awarded that by a jury. Yeah, but the other he's case was appealing it. She'll these, never see that. Uh, appellate procedures went dead. to the Second Circuit, went to the Washington, D.C. Court of Appeal, returned back to the Southern District of New York. With all of the new facts that had been developed at the first trial, the way Bill Barr used the United States government to claim that they should be the defendant and not Donald Trump, right now Merrick Garland says, we've got new facts based on the fact that Donald Trump was held liable. We are not substituting in the United States government. Donald Trump, you're on your own. See, we said it. So much to discuss. Cohen, let's start talking about you and your trial. Yeah, Jew. well, let me begin by turning around and Interesting. saying Interesting, they're about Jewish. After your opening, Isn't Kopak Jewish? that Jew? Republicans continue to support this Mandarin Mussolini, this complete and utter nut job, then uh, my biggest fear, and something that you and I had spoken about earlier, one of my biggest fears is if you start to see the response that Donald Trump is getting from his MAGA supporters, and while they only amount to 26 to 28 percent of the GOP, it's a significant number. This son of a bitch is actually filling up these smaller areas, these small arenas, not like he did before no, with the stadium, but, but we're far off from the campaign the and we're far off from getting close to the election. It's why I every single you know, beatdown brigader, tell your friends about political beatdown, make sure they join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 4.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Central Time. It is so important that we develop a bigger community than what we already are. I mean, we're killing it thanks to all of you, but we need to we need to now explode this thing. We need to make sure that Donald Trump, not only is he not ever, ever permitted back into the White House, he may not even be permitted back into D.C. What he's doing right now is it's not just anti-democratic. It's disgraceful. I mean, and you hit it right on the right on the head when you said it's all about deflection. It's everything that Donald has done again and again and again. And what he's doing is he's deflecting it upon everybody else, specifically the Biden administration. The fact that they are using misinformation, disinformation, malinformation in order to try to go after the Bidens. Right. I mean, and this is now proven. They've had whistleblowers who are either no longer alive or never existed. I mean, this is truly, truly anti-democratic. It's anti-American. It's anti-everything that we stand for. And for some unknown reason, and it's a, this is a slight to our Democratic Party, they are terrible at messaging. I mean the one thing that we do. We constantly provide you with raw and unfiltered messaging that it's true. It's all legitimate. And our goal is to ensure, again, a complete blue wave victory come 2024. So, Cohen, tell us about your trial. It's a civil case against the Trump organization for certain unpaid fees and costs 
when is the trial, what are you seeking at the trial, and of course there was the news that you just subpoenaed Don Jr. to appear at trial. Do you have any new information about that subpoena? Do you expect Don Jr. to be there? Let the brigaders know what to expect about this trial. All right. So, as you may have heard me say on this program before, four years ago, four, brought in action Political issues that I was asked to handle uh, on behalf of Donald Trump, on behalf of the Trump Organization, which I had done. Um, as typical for Trump Organization, uh, and of course at the direction of, um, you know, whether it's Donald or Don Jr., who at this point in time uh, is the CEO of the company, uh, they stopped paying simply because... I stopped staying on message, and it was the message that, or uh, it's a message that they were interested in continuing to promote. And so the way that they hurt you is that they stop um, paying the lawyers and they start to denigrate you. This is a you know a play out of the Trump playbook we've seen over and over again. So four years ago, that lawsuit was brought, and a handful of motions. And ultimately, there was one motion that was determined by the judge, and it dismissed the entire case. That case was then brought out. What we did is we filed an appeal, and the first um, circuit came back with a five to zero decision and remanded it back to the judge um, to continue the case, which is where we are now. On July 7th, we appeared for pre-trial conference. The judge was somewhat shocked simply because counsel, and it's like the second or third now counsel that Trump has had in this case, they went ahead and they filed seven motions in limine, and that's in order to keep things out of the trial. And one of the things was, of course, Donald Trump, Don Jr., uh, Alan Weisselberg, make a long story short here, uh, the judge dismissed all of their uh, motions in limine, which is a massive victory for us. Um, that was on the uh, last Friday, which I think was something like 11, uh, where the judge turned around and said, now I have the full day to dedicate to you, which he did, and ruled in, um, on, in our behalf and for our benefit. We are now scheduled for voir dire of the jury, uh, and that will take place on the 17th, and trial begins July 24th. It has been a long and arduous road. It's been a long and arduous journey to get to where we are. Uh, the amount of money that has been spent uh, in order to get to Trump accountability has been enormous. But rest assured, on the 24th, when that trial starts, I do truly believe that the Trump Organization will be held accountable. And as far as Don Jr., he is the CEO of the corporation. He was one of two people who were responsible for approving or disapproving of fees and bills and invoices that were coming in. So he has a lot to explain. Um, 
the subpoena went out because there was no way in the world that he was going to voluntarily come in. And so we filed that subpoena, uh, and we do expect that he shows up. If not, we expect to hold him in contempt of court. Yeah, great. You are still seeking punitive damages, are you not? Yeah, so that was actually one of the motions in Lemonade. Uh, that will ultimately come in at the end of the case uh, after a hopeful, successful uh, verdict by the jury. Then we will make uh, additional motion for um, punitive and consequential damages. In other words, there will be two phases. It will be bifurcated, in other words. There's going to be, or a trifurcated, there's already essentially a stipulation on liability. There's now a focus on well, let's economic explain that to, Let's explain that to the brigaders. They've already acknowledged liability. So that issue is off the table. This is now a trial for damages. Most trials, well, actually all trials, are bifurcated as uh, ben was just describing. One is on liability, the second half of the trial is on damages. They have conceded to and admitted to all of the averments of the complaint, uh, thereby uh, taking that off the table. We are now solely a trial on damages. So it's not an issue of um, whether I win or I lose. The question really is how much. And then the next phase could potentially be if the jury finds that the willful withholding of payment was done maliciously or fraudulently, you can go on to the next phase and potentially have a punitive damages phase. So we will be watching that, and we'll have to figure out while you're in trial, do I do a co-host? Do you recommend someone? You know, you're, oh, no, you're going to be still. I will be. Do, I will figure out how to do this. Don't you worry. <laughs> we, will, we will figure it out. I don't care if I'm going to live stream it from the courtroom which, by the way, I think that you might be able to do. Um, I will try to see whether or not we can do that. How great would that be? That would be so awesome if you lunch, like the jury room while the jury's at lunch or from one of the offices in the courtroom, we were doing a political beatdown. That would be fantastic. So stay tuned, everybody, for that, because here on Political Beatdown, you'll be getting all of the information first about Michael Cohen's case, how it is progressing, and you'll get real-time updates, potentially even updates in the courtroom. And see. Well, ben, this isn't all. This isn't all. Um, with the $500 million lawsuit against me by Trump, and again, to all of those of you who have been so kind and helped and supported uh, this frivolous action against Trump, um, that case has a hearing in Miami on the 20th. And I'm contemplating on going down with counsel uh, to be a part of that uh, because it's that important. So, and then coming back, you know, right after the court appearance. It's so important um, that I be there. This is all about the discovery schedule. And it is perfectly in line what you brought up during your opening, Ben, I should say our opening, which you hijacked continuously, but I'm not going to say anything <laughs> on that, uh, and you do it brilliantly, by the way, my friend, you do it brilliantly. Uh, one of the things that Trump has asked for through his lawyer is that the deposition of Donald for that case be held off until 90 days after the election, and that's not going to happen. 
you know, you don't bring a $500 million lawsuit to which he ended up pulling down several millions of dollars from his, you know, supporters, grifting off of them, off of this case, you know, talking about how he's going to lay me flat out on the ground, um, you know, with this and destroy me. Well, no. You have an obligation as the plaintiff to push the case forward, not to delay it. And if you wanted to delay it, you shouldn't have brought it. So this is not going to bode well for Trump or his lawyer. And um, we have a lot of documentation uh, on that case, and it's why I want to be there, so that I can look at the judge and the judge can look at me and understand just how serious this is, that these frivolous cases, the frivolity of Donald Trump and the abuse of our legal system has to stop. And another thing that I am adamant about is ensuring that this bullshit stops today. If you think about it, I mean, it really is BS. You have Donald Trump sues you, Michael Cohen, in the Southern District of Florida, Miami Division, for $500 million, making completely frivolous allegations, but nonetheless, you now have to hire lawyers. This is burdensome to you. I mean, he's doing it to retaliate against the fact that you were a witness in connection with the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal case against him. So you're hauled into this court. Your life is upended because he sued you. He He fundraises off of it. He makes millions of dollars off it. And then you, now as a defendant who are sued by Donald Trump, you have a simple request. You say, look, you sued me. Now I want to prove that your lawsuit is frivolous. And I want to prove that this case should never have been filed. So I want to take your deposition in the case that you filed. And the audacity of Donald Trump and his lawyers to say, whoa, 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 whoa. He's not too busy where he can file the lawsuit against Cohen, but he's way too busy to sit for a seven-hour deposition by Michael Cohen's attorneys. And by the way, this deposition, you know what's going to. We've seen other Trump depositions, and if y'all thought the E. Jean Carroll deposition was something... I got to tell you what's going to go down in this deposition because Michael Cohen knows where all of the Trump bodies are buried. Oh, well, and what so, so let, let, it's, it's actually been it's a line that I that I hate with a passion. You know, I, and I, I'm not angry at you. Right? The Trump Organization is not Murder Inc. We didn't feed anybody with shovels and baseball bats and bury them in Central Park and so on. But you are right. Uh, it's, it's a characterization that I hate because it's so mafioso, Ray Donovan uh, type. I do know his lies, all right? And I, and I can tell you that my attorney, Donya Perry, who's here from New York and has an office in Florida too, as well as Ben Brodsky down in Florida, they are spectacular. Now, I got to tell you, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, right, Roberta Kaplan, is equally fabulous. She's great too, but Danya and Ben... Let me tell you, this this position is going to be an absolute fucking ass kicking like this guy has never seen before. <laughs> because the two of them, Danya and Ben, when you get them going and we're across the table, let me tell you, it's kicked to the nuts with steel tip boots. And <laughs> I am, for one, anxious to see this thing happen. But you are right, the 
arrogance <laughs> of Donald to bring this action so he could fundraise off it, the frivolity of it. It's exactly why he got sanctioned along with Alina Haba for a million dollars out of the uh, Southern District of Palm Beach uh, in different frivolous case that he filed. He has to stop. He takes up valuable resources and basically what it's doing, it's in intended to uh, not just defame me, but it's also intended to, um, to dissuade me and others from participating in any legal proceeding that he deems negative to him. And I'm not going to stop. And yes, you're right, Ben. You're a thousand times correct on this one. It has uprooted my life. It has turned my life upside down. Not only does it affect me, but my family it rips and shreds my soul fact that this has made everyone's life so fucking difficult so that he could do what? Fundraise, raise more money, get more media attention off of bullshit? You know? No. This has to stop. The guy is an autocratic wannabe, a monarch, a dictator, a fuhrer, and there's no chance in the world that I will stop. I will continue to walk, I will continue to keep my chin up, and I will continue to fight until there is no more fight in me. That's why we love you, Michael Cohen. The expression that I gave was not intended literally. It was an I idiom. Know, I, but I still love you, brother. But from idiom to idiot, Alina Abba, she no longer Donald Trump's lawyer on a lot of these cases. I'm not sure if you saw, she was removed as Donald Trump's lawyer in all of the cases that were filed. Um, removed from the New York Attorney General's New York Attorney General case. Because she's now, useless. The so-called general counsel of the Trump political action entity that's also under criminal investigation by yeah. special counsel Jack Nicole. And I got to get your reaction. I do also want to throw one thing in before you ask me this question. I do really want to get one thing in. I want people to go back and remember what happened when Amorosa left the um, the White House as its employee. And there's a video, there's an audio actually of Lara Trump reaching out to Omarosa and offering her a position yeah. with the Trump Make America Great Again PAC, where they were going to pay her, what was it, like $20,000 or $15,000 a month, basically keep her mouth shut. That's what they do. They go ahead and they bring you into the PAC, which Donald isn't paying for. The moronic grifters are paying in order to ensure that she stays on message, that she stays in the Trump camp, which is a mistake, and it's the type of mistake that I had said to Walt Nada. Same thing that I said to Rudy Kaludi, drunken Giuliani. Fucking run. Stupids, run. You see a rabid dog coming at you, all right? Run. Will they do it? I don't know. I think Rudy's already done it. Walt, not so sure yet. I think Rudy's done it. I think Mark Meadows has done it. I think, a Jared. I think a whole host of people are taking that advice. Many still aren't, and they are going to see the ramifications of those choices. I think you answered my question about what you think about Alina Hopalib, and we still got a lot to discuss. Let's talk about the Fulton County grand jury that has been selected. Let's talk about Donald Trump requesting that the case brought by special counsel Jack Smith be continued essentially indefinitely until after the November 2024 election. That and more after this quick break.
The Port for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join price tag of other look by a bald eagle, and therefore, I believe that there is a globalist conspiracy, like, like some of slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. We're back. Michael Cohen. You know, are it's you? funny. With Manscaped and so on, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack, I'm talking about Jack Smith now, right? So let's change again. Jack Smith be nimble, Jack Smith be quick, Jack Smith kick Donald in his mushroom dick. But make sure it's Manscaped, right? And that way when you end up again, Jack Smith be nimble, Manscaped and so on, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack I'm talking about Jack Smith now, right? So let's change again. Jack Smith be nimble. Jack Smith be quick. Jack Smith kick Donald in his mushroom dick. But make sure it's Manscaped, right? And that way, when you end up going to the hospital for a fucking Hydra seal, all right, you can rest assured they're not laughing. Well, they're going to laugh that mushroom peck up at Manscaped. So the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack, I'm talking about Jack Smith now, right? So let's change again. Jack Smith be nimble. Jack Smith be quick. Jack Smith kick Donald in his mushroom dick. But make sure it's Manscaped, right? And that way, when you end up going to the hospital for a fucking Hydra seal, all right, you can rest assured they're not laughing. Well, they're going to laugh that mushroom peck up at Manscaped. And so the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack, I'm talking about Jack Smith now, right? So let's change again. Jack Smith be nimble. Jack Smith be quick. Jack Smith kick Donald in his mushroom dick. But make sure it's Manscaped, right? And that way, when you end up going to the hospital for a fucking Hydra seal, all right, you can rest assured they're not let. Right? And that way, when you end up going to the hospital for a fucking Hydra seal, all right, you can rest assured they're not laughing. Well, they're going to laugh that mushroom peck or anyway, but at least he'll be Manscaped. You know what, Cohen? That's a great I have an idea. I, <laughs> I have an idea. We should do. I mean, I, I know you've written two New York Times bestsellers, so I, I want to. I'm selfish. I want to get in on the action here. You and me are going to do the Midas Touch Michael Cohen poetry book, and you're going to do Michaelisms. You know, Michaelisms, but we'll do the poems just like that, and we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll do about twenty or thirty poems for. I would absolutely love that. But speaking about getting kicked in the balls, did you? I have a lot of places I could go with this transition, but did you see that? We covered it on the Midas Touch Network that these Republican parties that are now MAGA Republican parties throughout the state, they're like completely bankrupt. Like the Arizona Republican Party is down to $50,000 because they have the Trump School of Finance, Trump University, the Michigan Republican Party, they're down to like $100,000 at this point. And when they meet at these committee events at the state Republican Party level, they keep getting into like fist fights and like they're actually kicking each other in the balls. And so at this Republican event that took place over the weekend in Michigan, 
one of the leaders from uh, one of the committees, the Republican committees, said that like you open the door and then someone else who was there to attend kicked him in the balls and then they broke each other's ribs. That's the state of the modern day Republican. Wait, 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 hold on, wait a second. Did Kimberly Gargoyle get kicked in the balls? Kimberly Gargoyle was oh, that's not, not involved. Kimberly Gargoyle. In... That's Christina Caramo. Oh, I see. Oh, my, my but... apologies. Christina Caramo, the leader of the Michigan Republican Party, she's the one who records these videos of herself saying, I woke up and I saw a possum that was being eaten by a bald eagle. And therefore, I believe that there is a globalist conspiracy, like like some of the most deranged stuff. But they're in the image of Donald Trump. Speaking about the image of Donald Trump, it loomed over the selection process in Fulton County, Georgia, where the grand jury that will ultimately be selected, uh, that will be voting on the indictment, met today. The, it was about a three-hour process. The grand jury was selected. Um, this is the fourth judicial term for Fulton County Superior Court. Um, they're expected to meet for the next two or three weeks and then take the vote on indicting Donald Trump. We expect here on the Midas Touch Network, somewhere between July 31st and August 18th, Donald Trump will be indicted by the grand jury. Lots of people say, how does grand jury selection work, Ben? Well, here's how it works, just like jury selection. You get a letter in the mail, you show up, you get selected if you could be fair and impartial. There were two grand jury panels that were selected. Only one will be hearing the evidence in the Trump case, but the Fulton County District Attorney hears lots of cases from financial crimes to violent crimes. You name it, they go before the grand juries. Grand juries often don't just hear one case. They're hearing many different cases that are being presented at the same time. The grand jury is composed of 26 grand jurors. Three are alternates. 23 will actually be capable of making the vote. You need 16 grand jurors present for an indictment vote to take place. You need 12 votes in favor of the indictment for the indictment to issue. There was a special purpose grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia that previously met, which didn't have the power to indict. It prepared a report and recommendations. That report and recommendations now goes before the grand jury with some additional evidence as well that will be presented by Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis and her team. And during the gap between the special purpose grand jury and now the actual grand jury, we've learned a lot about potential fake electors, these so-called fake electors who affix their names to fake electoral certificates to try to be counted by Pence and he never ended up counting it. Some of them have flipped. That's one of the areas being investigated here. Also, the threat to Brad Raffensperger, the Republican Secretary of State, where Donald Trump said, find me 11,780 votes or else bad things are going to happen to you, Brad. That's part of the criminal investigation. And also, um, there was a theft of election data, specifically in the Coffee County election offices, where the MAGA Republican chair of the Coffee County GOP let in forensic and analysts who work for the Trump campaign, and they just like stole election data from the Coffee County uh, election offices to try to manipulate and fabricate the data. One of the big tools that's going to be used by the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Support for this. County uh, election offices to try to manipulate and fabricate the data. One of the big tools that's going to be used by the Fulton County District Attorney's Office is the very powerful RICO statutes in the state of RICO statutes.
there was a theft of election data, specifically in the Coffee County election offices where the Mac. Allowed the chair of the The county GOP let in forensic an analyst who work for the Trump Hello. campaign, and they just like stole election data from the Coffee County uh, election offices to try to manipulate and fabricate that data. One of the big tools that's going to be used by the Fulton County District Attorney's Office is the very powerful RICO statutes in the state of Georgia, and we should expect an expansive indictment that focuses heavily on RICO, RICO, RICO. I think somebody called Donald Trump in the chat, RICO Suave. Um, so expect the RICO indictment of Donald Trump yeah. there. There was a theft of election data, specifically in the Coffee County election offices, where the MAGA Republican chair of the Coffee County District Attorney's Office is the very powerful RICO statutes in the state of Georgia, and we should expect an expansive indictment that focuses heavily on Rico, Rico, Rico. I think somebody called Donald Trump in the chat. Rico Suave. Um, so expect the Rico indictment of Donald Trump yeah. there. Well, I do, you know, there's some, one additional thing that I wanted to share with our brigaders. Uh, I actually, on Friday, have a meeting with a Democratic strategist in regard to my consideration for a... bid. Um, you know, this guy is a long-term... Uh, and a long time um, Democratic operative. And, you know, we're going to sit down and sort of have a nice long conversation about how and when uh, and the right way in order to do it and to bring on legitimately um, really top notch people because I have no interest in uh, pursuing something like this uh, unless. Uh, I'm going to win. I mean, that's, that's, I'm adamant. You know, it's like the same thing with our political beatdown. We didn't just create political beatdown to have a hundred people, a thousand people. You know, just so you understand that right now, political beatdown, where are we at, Ben and Salty? What number are we at in terms of YouTube uh, news in the world? I mean, we're just killing it. Um, in terms of this, you, when usually I say, during usually during our live at this slot, we're usually in the top three across all genres in the world. And if you looked at the Midas Touch Network digital views, just you can compare them to Fox, to CNN, to and especially any other large media networks. 
other than MSNBC. We come close with MSNBC and sometimes trade days. More people watch the Midas Touch Network than any other large media network on digital, and that's thanks to you, the political beatdown. People right now are saying that we're number one, which is fantastic. But here's the thing. We need a million people watching all at the same time. And that's why I'm asking everyone, tell your friends about 4.30 Tuesday and Thursdays. You're the first one to hear all the breaking news from us. We're all unfiltered. Everybody knows somebody today is going to get the two-finger salute. All right? We haven't gotten there yet, but we are. And i got to be honest with you. you know, This is the single most important platform that's out there right now, in my opinion. And not because I'm on it. I say it because it's raw, it's unfiltered, and it's truthful. And one of the things that we, Ben and I, try to do on every single show is we're trying to build this community so that not only will our voices be heard, but they will make a difference, whether it's from Oklahoma to New York to Florida to California to Nevada. It makes no difference where you're at. Idaho, Ohio, makes no difference. Everybody is needed. We need to have a kick-ass blue wave. Why? Because you have fucking idiots like this um, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. I want you to think about this for a second. This fucking moron, and there's no other way to describe him, this fucking moron, builds a business selling pillows and shit, becomes a billionaire, only to basically lose it. He's now selling all of his stock inventory, machinery, he's looking to lease back properties in order to keep the business going. For who? For what? For the mango Mussolini? For Donald fucking Trump? A guy that wouldn't piss on him if he had to cross the street and put out the fire? The answer is he wouldn't do shit for anyone. He wouldn't do anything for anyone unless it benefits him. Now, you would think that he would do something for Mike Lindell since this asshole put up so much money. But you know what? That's yesterday's news. It's what did you do for me today? And it's impossible for constantly to do something for Donald day in and day out. There's nobody on this planet, well, maybe an Elon Musk, but he ain't doing it for him. You know, Elon Musk is using Donald like a useful idiot in order to advance himself. It's, It's just narcissism. And Donald is the king of narcissistic sociopathy. Thinking about Mike Lindell, the fascist pillow guy, I mean, he, though, was walking into the White House. Remember, he had the papers falling out of his pocket in December. of 2020 that would say like the paperwork in the Oval Office, fascist pillow guy, it would say like declare martial law, like appoint Cash Patel CIA director. I mean, that's what he was meeting with Donald Trump about during these uh, critical, critical days before the January 6th insurrection. There's photographs of the paperwork falling out of his pants. I mean, that's why we always say about MAGA, it is fascism meets idiocracy. And speaking about fascism meeting idiocracy, those forces came together in this federal court case brought by special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump and Donald Trump's co-defendant, Walt Nauta, 
for the willful retention of national uh, defense information, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and making false statements. Comes as no surprise to us, Cohen, right, that Donald Trump, when it came time to file on July 10th, his position about when the trial date should be held. Special counsel Jack Smith filed first. Jack Smith requested 2023 trial date, December 12th of 2023. Trump made his filing with Walt Nauta. They are essentially attached at the hip. Trump's not leaving, not letting Walt Nauta leave his side at all. And Walt Nauta, like literally, like Walt Nauta, like touches the guy at all times. And Donald Trump has a hand on this guy's arm at all times. Well, Trump and Nauta are saying that there shouldn't even be a trial date set, and we should simply reevaluate where we are with all of this after the November 2024 election. One of the things that Trump cites is, one, I'm going to be very, very busy during the election, and that's going to occupy a lot of my time. He says that he's involved in a lot of trials. He cites the New York Attorney General civil case. He cites the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case. And Walt Nauta's lawyer has a lot of federal trials as well. So Three, far, they has it taken him one minute off of the, uh, the golf course? The answer is no. He's still out there. And as far as I'm concerned, one of the things that we're also going to bring up uh, on the 20th when we go down to Florida to the court. Well, the guy certainly seems to find time within which to go to Bedminster to go to the golf course or to the golf course um, at Summit in Florida, all right, he should be able to find seven hours to bring his ass down to Miami, all right, and to do what he's obligated to do pursuant to law. But Ben, can I just bring something up, something that was on your, uh, and you know, where both Ben and I are on um, Instagram as well. You can find Midas Touch, you can find me there, also Michael Cohen 2.0. But one of the things, and Salty, if you got it, uh, you posted a picture there of first a Russian oligarch, now a spy for the Chinese Communist Party. This is something that scared the piss out of me when I saw it. I had read it early, early in the morning, and I didn't do much with it. And I thank you for being better at that than I, especially in this. But Jim Jordan and also James Comer, these two assholes, all right, these two assholes colluding with our adversaries, to try to oust the president of the United States. Now, look, I want to be very clear. I understand as Republicans, you want the House, you want the Senate, you want the White House. I get it, right? I mean, nobody wants to be a part of, you know, the, the red team and then end up, you know, having to play with the blue team. All right. They're doing what they're supposed to do. However, however, not at the expense of the United States of America, not at the expense of the United States of America's citizens, meaning us. These two fucking assholes, and there's no other way to describe them, are colluding with our adversaries in, in, in an attempt to oust Joe Biden from the office of the presidency of the United States of America. Now think about that for a quick second. If in fact that you are one of the adversaries to the United States, and you're saying, whoa, 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 there is now all of this internal fighting. This is a great time for us to do something that places the national security of the United States of America at risk for our benefit. 
There is something that we can do to take advantage, whether we're going to use Jim Jordan and James Comer as useful idiots. Is there a way that we could continue to sow misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, using social media platforms? And, you know, just to promote one additional thing, both Ben and I and Midas uh, and so on, we're all on threads, which so far has been a blessing because it gives us an alternate platform within which to communicate to each and every one of you. So make sure that you subscribe and follow. All right. These two assholes. Absolutely. And I hate to split up the two finger fucking salute. But to you, Jim Jordan, to you, James Comer, fuck you. All right. There's nothing more important. You know, the single most important job of the president of the United States is not to balance the budget. All right. It's to keep you and I safe. It's all about national security. All right. That's the that's the first obligation of the president of the United States of America is to ensure the safety of all Americans. And these two assholes. All right. These two assholes are doing what? They're placing us in jeopardy now. Nah. All right. It's a already. And that's why, again, I beseech every single brigader. Tell your friends about political beatdown. Tell them to follow, subscribe, do whatever, so that we can all stay in touch. And when the time comes, there will be millions of us, not thousands, not hundreds of thousands, not small millions, millions. And we will ensure that this is going to be a 2024 blue wave that is nothing like has ever been seen before. I want to talk about Comer and Jordan and Kevin McCarthy and their fake whistleblowers. I want to close the loop quickly on the motion filed by Trump before Judge Eileen Cannon, just listing some of the reasons that they were requesting this indefinite extension. Number three, they also claim the Classified Information Procedure Act is going to make things take a very long time. Number four, that special... Jack Smith turned over a lot of discovery that's going to take them a long time to get through. But get this, Jack Smith did turn over a lot of discovery. It just shows you how much work Jack Smith's doing. Jack Smith turned over to date in that first document dump. 833,000 documents were produced about two weeks ago when we talked about how special counsel Jack Smith told the court that, it, that he had produced and his office produced um, discovery. 833,000 documents, and then Trump argues there's a lot of legal issues that they're going to be briefing, so they ask for an indefinite extension. Special counsel Jack Smith's asking for this December uh, 2023 trial date, specifically December 12th of 2023, and ultimately Judge Eileen Cannon's going to have to make that determination, um, so we will see what that ruling is. Getting back to uh, James Comer and Jim Jordan, to your point, They've been out there making up these fake whistleblowers. We talked on a past episode about this Russian oligarch or Ukrainian oligarch that's kind of on team Vladimir Putin. And they were saying through double hearsay that this oligarch was the source and that they need to protect Russian oligarchs yep. at all costs as whistleblowers. And it was like, what are you talking about? But then they had talked about this other missing whistleblower. They said there was the missing Hunter Biden whistleblower who's got all of this information on the Biden administration, who they said is incredibly credible. This is exactly what James Comer said about this individual named Gail Luft. Play the clip. No, he's very credible, and the people on MSNBC who made fun 
of me when I said uh, we had an informant that was missing. They should feel like fools right now. Uh, and this is their worst nightmare because, uh, again, this is a credible witness that the FBI flew all the way to Brussels to interview and sent several agents to interview. Idiot. They went to Brussels probably to try to arrest the guy, number one. He was just indicted, this individual who they say is their very credible whistleblower. He was indicted for essentially being a unauthorized uh, agent of the government of China, that he evaded FARA registration and tried to influence Petal for the Chinese government to get influence over the Trump administration. As alleged, Gail Luft, who is their missing whistleblower, a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen, he was the former co-head of a Maryland think tank, engaged in multiple serious criminal schemes. He subverted foreign agent registration laws in the United States to seek to promote policies of the Chinese government by acting through a former high-ranking U.S. government official. He acted as a broker in arms deals for dangerous weapons and Iranian oil, and he told multiple lies about his crimes to law enforcement. That indictment was just sealed, and many of the crimes and emails and even the process for this indictment predates any of the any of the stuff that's being claimed by these MAGA Republicans. This stuff was taking place before the MAGA Republicans took over the House of Representatives. You see in the unsealed indictment, it has a 2022 date on it as well. So this stuff far predates it. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this Trump-appointed prosecutor as well who's saying to Kevin McCarthy, like, can you stop spreading conspiracies about me? Like, you don't have the facts right. I had full control over the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. Stop lying about me. Yet Kevin McCarthy and the MAGA Republicans are attacking this um, Trump-appointed prosecutor. And not only is the not only is Donald are. Trump attacking this Trump-appointed prosecutor, Donald Trump made a post today that said that Hunter Biden should have received the death penalty from him. Like, beyond unhinged and dangerous and disgusting. Ben, ben I, 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 I want to jump in I got to jump in here for a quick second because a lot of our brigaders in the comments are like, uh, Michael, please, you know, too many F-bombs and so on. And you're probably right about it. I won't stop, but you're probably right about it. You know when I'll stop? I'll stop in the bullshit by these fucking MAGA morons, these idiots in Congress. Stop doing what they... The fact that James Comer, by the way, doesn't he sound just like um, Quagmire from... Uh, family guy, right? Giggity, giggity, uh, uh, right. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, he's so fucking stupid. And I'm so angry. And I'm angry about it because they're fucking with our democracy. So, yeah, I do. I use too many F bombs. I agree. But listen, I'm a New Yorker and I feel so strongly about what they're doing. It's, they're ruining our country. That's what they're doing. They're ruining our country for their own benefit. All right. Now, how they think that it's going to benefit them? Yeah, it's going to benefit Donald. How? Well, he's going to end up being able to escape somehow all of the legal liabilities that he's racked up, that all, that all of the various different people from D.A. Bragg to Tish James, A.G. Tish James to uh, A.G. Um, I'm sorry, to uh, D.A. Fannie Willis to uh, Special Prosecutor Jack Smith and on and on. Right. All of their cases will end up being for naught simply because 
Donald is running for the presidency. Could you imagine a twice impeached, twice indicted, soon to be thrice indicted, all right, sexual assaulter? That's a civil sexual assault, right? Um, could you imagine that this guy is leading the Republican Party? That's really the best that you got? And you know what? To counter it, you know what the argument by the Republicans, by the GOP is? Well, Joe Biden is old. Well, Donald's only three years younger. All right. You're not talking about being a spring chicken. He also happens to be morbidly obese. So at the same time, whereas, I mean, Biden's sitting there on the beach, shirt off, enjoying himself. I wish he wouldn't do that. You know, um, but nevertheless, he's out there. When was the last time you saw Trump with his shirt off? God forbid. <laughs> President Biden, let the man cook. Let him go to the beach. I'm perfectly fine with it. I want to talk about, though, this latest absurd attack by Kevin McCarthy on this Trump-appointed uh, prosecutor. Um, but first, let's take our last quick break of the day. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. Down. So the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives have been saying that this Trump-appointed prosecutor, David Weiss, was compromised, that he didn't actually have control over the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. President Biden could have fired David Weiss, who was appointed by Donald Trump, because that's what happens when a new administration comes in. They fire all the other top federal prosecutors who were appointed by the prior administration. But the Biden administration and Merrick Garland didn't even want to have the appearance of impropriety. So they said, hey, we know this is Trump's guy. He was appointed by Donald Trump, who's prosecuting for President Biden, my son. I'm not going to touch this. And Merrick Garland basically said, you do whatever you want to do. If you want special attorney status, which is different than what's called special counsel status, special attorney status allows you to bring uh, charges in other jurisdictions where you're not the United States attorney. Merrick Garland said, do it. Do whatever you want. I'm not overseeing it. You have ultimate authority. And how do we know it? The Trump-appointed prosecutor said it in multiple letters sent a letter to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan on June 7th, sent a letter to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan on June 30th, sent a letter to Lindsey Graham, MAGA Republican, um, this past week. Multiple, multiple letters to MAGA Republicans saying, I have been granted ultimate authority over this matter, including responsibility for deciding where, when, and whether to file charges and for making decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of the prosecution consistent with federal law, the principles of federal prosecution, and departmental regulations. I stand by what I wrote. By the way, lying to Congress is a crime. I know yes, I went, Jim I, Jordan. It's one of the offenses I went to prison for. It's a thousand and one violation. Michael Cohen went to prison for it. So I know MAGA Republican Jim Jordan lies to Congress every day and claims speech or a debate immunity and says, well, I'm just doing my congressional job. And I know Jim Jordan's not a licensed attorney and never took the bar exam ever. But David Weiss did. And David Weiss is sending multiple letters making that representation. What David Weiss can't do yet, because it's still an active criminal case. He's not permitted yet to testify before Congress because the case is still active. Yet he says in all three of these letters, I'm happy to testify as soon as the case wraps up 
when I am allowed to. But the MAGA Republican disinformation machine uses that to double and triple down. You know, it's okay to be wrong and say, hey, we made a mistake. We were wrong about that. Watch what Kevin McCarthy says. You may have saved that two-finger salute too early because watch what Kevin McCarthy just said. Play the clip. Weiss is not come before us and talk to us. Weiss wrote a letter that even raises more questions. You had six people in a room who some are saying something different that have no philosophical bent one way or another, concerned about equal justice coming before the Ways and Means Committee. And it's interesting now, even the, it wasn't just said in the meeting, they took notes and they sent it back. It was so questionable when he said that he couldn't become a special prosecutor that he got asked a question back because the individual knew how important that was. So I would think even you as a reporter would have that question as well. I think everybody in the American public does. Why so said you can't talk about it because it's an ongoing investigation? Well, he's going to have to. And what Again, double, triple down, not say, oh, the Trump-appointed prosecutor is saying this. So this was the person we said was compromised. No, now he's a liar. Now Bill Barr's a liar. Did you see this Trump post that Trump just made? I mean, this is some really disgusting stuff, Cohen. If we, if we have it here, pull it up right now. Trump goes, this is the person who Trump appointed, okay, David Weiss, Trump's own prosecutor. He goes, Weiss is a coward, a smaller version of Bill Barr, who never had the courage to do what everyone knows should have been done. He gave out a traffic ticket instead of a death sentence. Because of the two Democrat senators in Delaware, they got to choose and or approve him. Maybe the judge presiding will have the courage and intellect to break up the cesspool of crime. The collusion and corruption is beyond description. Two tiers of justice. Again, it's all projection, but like you don't hear any other media networks other than ours saying, Donald Trump just said the death penalty. He called for someone's death. And Trump will say, oh, I just said words. I was like, uh, the death penalty is, you know, not literally the now, didn't death he penalty. Do the same thing to, didn't he do the same thing to Mike Pence? Hasn't he done it to so many other people where he uses his mob-like code language in order to say things? He'll say, I didn't mean the death sentence that somebody should kill him. I'm saying that of the, it's the most significant of penalties. And, you know, Donald will spin it any which way that he can to benefit. But look. You know, this is why I keep saying, and I'll say it over and over again, it is so important that our brigade becomes into the millions and millions of people so that we can make sure that some one of our uh, brigaders turned around and said, we have a blue, not a blue wave. We want a blue tsunami. We want our tsunami to basically spread across the entire country and make sure that people like Marjorie Toilet Green, you know, people like Comer, people like Jim Jordan, that people like Josh Hawley, Matt Gates, you know, Ted Cruz, Lauren Boebert, and so many others that they don't ever get a chance to see the office of Congress ever again or any other position for that matter because they are so bad for our country. And if we're going to continue to be the beacon right on the hill, these people have to go. And that's going to be up to us to do it. And I like, I don't know if you've seen this, Cohen, but that Hunter Biden's legal team is like now fighting back. He brought on Winston Strawn. They brought on that former Republican Congress member, Denver Riggleman, who's done the uh, forensics uh, regarding these messages, you know, and showing that these messages that these MAGA Republicans are sending are fabrications. Like, 
yes, the people who are lying about the January 6th insurrection, who fabricated information about that, the people who have fabricated information about the 2020 election, guess what? They're fabricating this again. And here's just one example, which I think is a very powerful example and just so obvious. This was just posted or was posted by the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, MAGA Republican Jason Smith. And again, that's like one of the most powerful committees. You've got that committee, you've got the Oversight Committee, you've got the Judiciary Committee, all run by 